Hello, welcome to Layback with Beth Air. I'm Tom Haylock, joined by the usual two guests. I'm stepping in for Nick Foote. I'm probably the replacement now. Um, well done to Footy, he's done a very good job. But how are you guys? You well? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you're not wrong. Footy, you've done a good job last week. He got straight on the message to make sure that everyone knew about it. He, uh, he didn't miss there. But yeah, look, great weekend of racing, and we're straight back into it again with another another couple of big days racing. Jules, how are yeah, you? Yeah, no, good. And Footy's extremely humble. I think we'll see that very <laughs> soon. He's outrageous, that bloke. But no, he did a good job. But back on, it, this Flemington card, I will say very quickly, is I reckon the hardest race meeting I've analysed in my form analyst life. Ever? Ever. It's wow. A few, it's a few years, isn't it? Well, yeah. A couple of months, there's a bit of history there. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's tough. Uh, this is going to be fun. I've been enjoying your uh, lay bins as well. Yeah, right? well, just coming from the heart. Do you like anything? Um, I'm, well, as, a, as you get older, <laughs> clouds are starting to worry me. And I'm starting to yell at them as well, so nothing's off the table. Oh, I can't wait for your lay-bins. that gif of the bloke on the right. Simpsons yeah. Yeah. yelling yeah. at the yeah. 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 That's actually Jules. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm really worried because Nick Foote sent something in and I've got to watch this. I don't know what is this, owning the show, Nick Foote, but yeah. let's have a look at what he sent through. G'day, boys. Just wanted to check in and wish you all the best for layback today. Uh, Jules, Reese, just do the best, boys, without the captain there to steer the ship. And, and Tommy, welcome back, mate. You just do you. You don't have to go looking for all the value. You don't have to find the scolopinis, the recommendations, the uncommon Jameses of the world. All right, you just stick to your process, mate and you'll be fine. Can't wait to tune in later on, boys. See you again in a few weeks. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar, there you go. Eh? <laughs> That's good. I love that. Gee, that, was, that was a bit <laughs> filled with confidence after that. Um, <laughs> wonderful. Let's go to the lay-in. Footy, you're in the lay-in. Bit too much me time. Get out of the way. I'm back. Um, Jules, I want you first. Oh, yeah. Um, just starting to creep in with the cafes. I'm, obviously, we spoke about I don't do coffees or hot drinks, so I'm always, let's go for a coffee. I have the Coke Spider, and they're just Coke not bringing spider. the glass, they're not bringing the bottle or the can out anymore, they're just, it's just as is, so just try and bring out the both, because you want to be able to pour a little bit yes. extra in, and then get it to spew they're out. They're saving that for the next customer though. Which concerns me. <laughs> that is, you know, that no, is no, a cost of living's rising, Reese, but that's one that I'm You're getting the bottom half of the can. I want to, and that's even more <laughs> And I don't even think it's Coke anymore. So <laughs> That's right, yeah. I don't know where we're at. Didn't know it changed colour. Yeah. <laughs> they obviously haven't been watching layback of Betfair and finding footy's value. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's very good. You never disappoint with your yeah. lay-in, so it's very good. Uh, Mr Goodwin? Yeah, I can't top him. No. I never can. You've uh, just got serious racing things to pop Yeah, exactly. Out. I'm pretty serious about my lay-in. No, I just thought <laughs> it was very strange. Sunday Metro meeting and the first day of the Melbourne Premier, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Um, I thought they would have wanted all eyes on one or the other. But, uh, yeah, that's my quick lay-in. Mooney Valley Sunday. Yeah. What's going on there? Oh, great question. Great question. Asked, have you asked the question? Uh, no, it normally just falls on deaf's ears. So. Oh, good. Just try and whinge about it. Whack, on whack, whack, whack. <laughs> <laughs> that might get through to them. Are you, are you, are you buying anything? Uh, we'll be trying. Yeah, we'll be trying. Um, hopefully there's a, maybe a winner or two before the weekend and might help me dial into the pockets. But, uh, yeah, we're doing our best. Well, hopefully we can find you a winner or two. Um, mine's a pretty obvious one. The Australian Guineas and the Randwick Guineas and programming. Mm. Both on the same day. We see it in the spring as well. Mm. Caulfield Guineas. Um, need to be better, don't they, Jules? Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting one because I actually 
don't mind it because I always find it's actually a good punting perspective that you'd be able to dilute yeah. the field. Yeah. But we're, we're talking oh, about... We, punters, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I'd speak from a punting perspective. Yeah. But, you know, if you're a horse lover, you, you want your best against your best. Yeah. And I absolutely yeah. agree with that. The unfortunate thing here, Tommy, is we're never going to get this... No. They're never going no, to get in a room together, state. are they? I mean, it's getting no, worse now. They're taking that. each other to court mm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So... It's only going to build from that. We're going to see more pop-up races, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the day, they just make more meetings premium. And at the end of the day, the punter has to pay more for it. And you make a point, race fields and premium yep. meetings and cost more. Yep. Um, yeah, which a lot of people probably don't understand. No, that but, it, but, but it, unfortunately, it does hit the punter's pockets. And, yeah. and that's the hard bit that they sort of don't understand. But we'll get there one day to try and educate. Can I put the uh, cricket umpires in the third Ooh. test in the lay-bin? you got two lay-bins. Yeah. yeah oh, you've missed out on a couple. I've got heaps. I'll save them for a bit of radio or something <laughs> over the weekend. But what's going on with the umpires? Travis oh. Head, plum, given not out. I'd love to say I'm invested in the cricket, but I'm not. So well, sorry. Okay. You're on your own there, mate. Jules, can you help me out <laughs> Absolutely no oh. help whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> this is next. Welcome back, Tom. <laughs> this is footy told us to say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> this is like you speaking to RV. Yeah, yeah. Very. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree with that for sure. <laughs> uh, let's get to Flemington. Stuff this. I'm moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great day of racing. Obviously, we got the the blamey stakes, the Australian Guineas. Um, we finished the day with a benchmark 90, which is great. Bit of a down week before next week um, with the New Market Day and obviously the All Star Mile. Let's start with race six, English Sprint, 1200 meter race, 750 thousand dollar race. Uh, I'll go to you here, Reese. Which way are you leaning? Uh, I'm going to go with Nana Guy, a local from Tainong. She's um she's good up the straight. She ticks that box right. I think mm. she, I can't pronounce the horse of Graham Beggs that she beat there. That then ran second in the Coolmore, was it? Oh, uh, it's got the yeah, funny yeah, yeah, C yeah, name. Yep. Anyway, uh, good form. Jumped out well. Yep. Drawn outside of the track. I batched down a guy that day. Just yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> nice. Mm. Uh, yeah, outside of the track, which generally would uh, favour. Is that right, Jules? Are we thinking that? Yeah, just out with two metres, sort of similar yeah. to true. I think middle to wide gates would be yeah. the advantage up the straight. Yeah. Circle, though, I think will be um, pretty even. Yeah, so that's magic. That's yeah, that's, the, same one. Magic, that's yeah. the one. So I thought the tied in well and the jump out was good enough. And a tough race, but, you know, typical me going a bit of value. Moody Nolan, they've had a few winners together, so I don't think we can Just go too far wrong. Yeah. Um, Jules? Impossible race, marked at $9 the field, so the market identifies that. Um, quick seven-day backup. Don't see it too often with sprinters, but I know Waterhouse Bot did it recently with Gold Revolver and it came out and won. Uh, I'm thinking Sebenac. Mm. I think it's a, it's a bone-dry track, which it's going to get at Flemington. We'll get the upgrade before then. And with you, I think it's drawn the right part yeah. of the track. It's drawn 16. Yeah. I liked it through the line last start. Um, that race rated pretty well. I'm happy to have something each way on it. I've marked it a bit shorter than the market. and uh, Look, tricky race, but have something 7 eh? Yeah, I was almost in that camp too. Just need to see him win again. He won on yeah. debut, yeah. hasn't won yeah. since. Yep. And then you've been, you know, flashing light runs. But um, the other thing I wanted to mention is from a trainer's point of view, I thought the seven-day backup from the... So first up, then it's three weeks into the second up, and then this probably would have... Almost peaked him, I thought, going into this run. So yeah. I think that was that's the target. This is the target race. Well, it's a great prize money race. So yeah. why wouldn't it be? You know, yeah. um, if they won last week, that would have been great. But if you win this week, even better. Yeah. Um, drawn right part of the track. Informed jock Michael D goes on as well. So yeah, it, I think the, as Jules says, competitive race. So if you're finding the winner, you, you're getting good Absolutely. odds. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I've got Sebenak on top mm. as well. Fastest final 200 metres of that race last week. Um, I think he's going really well. He's as you said, he does need a win now. And the fourth fastest final 200 metres in 
of the day in both runs this campaign. So mm. he's clearly come back really well. I reckon the straight track will suit him because yep. he's got that ability to sprint. Yeah. And they and that don't always go that quick. Yeah, you do need a turn too of far off. Yeah. Yeah. If you can run the fastest 200 metres in a sprint race yep. down yep. the straight, you're generally in it for a long way or, or flashing. So um, I've got him on top. I can make a case for Brudenell. Uh, comes with a high rating win. Last start, 5.5 lengths faster to the 600 there and then faster home that's against class average so that was a really high rating um win it keeps winning citizenship for coolmore has upside benedetta as a hope down the bottom yeah um opal ridge obviously yeah. on a heavy track dominated um <coughs> when we last saw opal ridge i'm i'm i might play around with a few of those i'm laying scythera each way i thought the first up was her chance to win um i know the race rated okay but i was with her first up i just think this is a tougher race now up against the boys. And she's drawn and down the inside. Yeah, she's drawn on the wrong part yeah. of the track. So yeah. I'm happy to lay her win and place. So I theory yeah. there. Um, anything to add before we move on to the group one? Nope. Sweet. Let's go. Um, Australian Guinea, 1,600 metres. And Jack and I looks set to go into the race as a firm favourite. Hard to go past here, Jules? I think so. I've marked him about 210, 215. So the price out there at the moment I think is pretty good. And I can't see him getting much bigger. I just can't see the big guys taking a set against him. It's the right form line. So you want to match up you know what it's been able to do and it knocks off the older horses wins the ore stakes here yeah, obviously it doesn't win but it does win in the, in the locker room yep. um the elliptical form is the other form line you have to come through i didn't think that race rated that well the one thing you got to think about is do you think jack and is going to get 600 1600 meters mm. so you got to tick that box mm. i think he probably does against his own age and the map's not ideal for him he probably has to take his medicine yeah. here but the way Flemington plays, you can probably get into a running line and then you get an opportunity sure. to get over the top of him. So I think he's, from a rating perspective, has got panels on the rest. Um, and I think he probably, from that gate, gets clear air at the right time. There's a few horses that probably map a lot better. I think Attrition maps a lot better with Jamie Carr. I think the Fortune Teller is a big improver with, mm. in terms of a speed map point of view. Um, but I'll, I'll be backing Jack and I. Is it a two-horse race? No. I, I, to be honest, I think if it's not Jack and O, I think you go wider. Right. You go really wide. Jack and I, yeah, wide. I think a horse like the Fortune Teller, I could have something on because I think he'll be a big price that is, again, different form line to that elliptical form line. It's the, the other form line that was a really slowly run race that the zip time lasts 400, 200. So, um, no, I don't think it's a two-horse race, mate, to yeah. answer well, you just look at the, the ratings. Um, Jack and O, 114 rated at level weights. is yeah. clearly, like, you go back to Mr Maestro, who's number four here, um, carrying the same weight, he's got 90 handicap ratings. So just on the ratings, those two are class above elliptical and um, the favourite. Which way are you leaning? Yeah, well, the one Jules mentioned there at a price, the fortune teller, I thought he'd be massive improve. I heard Kieran on radio yesterday give him a good push too. Right. Soft draw, and he's, oh, it might have been four runs ago, a couple of preps ago, he split elliptical and bank more. So he's beaten elliptical and then ran behind bank more. So I thought at the price from a soft draw, should get the right run. Uh, each way, obviously, yeah. Jack and I hard to go around, but as Jules says, if you're not Jack and I, you got to you can go pretty wide, and you can probably find some value. What do you make of the New Zealander Legato? How is that hard to measure up? Does you, do you have ratings? On yeah, I do. I, I've been able to been, <laughs> been able to to source them through through some stuff. So, um, thing for me is I just don't know where she gets to in the run. She probably is a horse that settles worse than midfield anyway. So she's going to have to be back somewhere with Jack and I. Um, do I think she's got a better turn of foot than Jack and I? Probably not. Uh, I'm happy to be sort of with us at Foxcatcher. We're going to be top price Legato. So, yeah, right. we, you know, if you like her, come bet with us. 
and then you know do some stuff with the fair at the end yeah like that um very good so bit of a mixed opinion um i've got jack and i on top i think he's flying and no reason to be against him here let's move on to race eight the blamey stakes group two another mile race um, Reese, you could start here. Gentleman Roy looks set to go favourite. Yeah, you're with him? yeah, 100% with him. I mean, you can't knock him. He, he's been great. Uh, first up, strong win. Everything he did, everything bar win the other day. Obviously, um, well, he did really. Yeah, you know, and uh, uh, people <laughs> argue that he did win. So, yeah, look, he'll roll forward, touch the speed there. But I think he'll just roll. You know, he's drawn middle of the outside. He'll roll. You know, at a nice speed and come across and control Zara as the man for the job and. Uh, I think he's my best, so yeah, I couldn't, couldn't go around him. I best think. of the day, Gentleman yep. Roy, race eight. Uh, I don't even know what number he is. Uh, four. Race eight, number four. Yeah, Gentleman Roy, four. your best. We'll touch on that a bit later. Here with Uncle Bryn here. Yeah, Oops. I think he's a horse that's got plenty of ability. I've spoke about this a say, lot. I know you're a fan. You mentioned yeah, him a couple of times. Yeah, he's he's going to win a good race, and I don't know if this is the right setup for him. I want him down in the weights. He's a dry tracker, so he gets those exactly. kinds of favours. Um, middle draw, I think, is perfect. You'll find a backside he'll be able to charge on. Gentleman Roy is a really interesting horse because he was supposed to run in the Futurity. Yep. He didn't run in the Futurity because he got, he had an issue. Mm-hmm. How much work did he miss? And, and that's the key because for these front running horses missing work, and you'd probably be a good guide on this race, those horses that do miss work that are front runners and do need to be right at their best, does it impact their performance? Yeah, look, it's an interesting one. It, it's so hard to know because I don't know the horse. Yeah. But sometimes it can be overthought. Yep. And that maybe missing a piece of work might work in his advantage for some reason because he isn't an on-speed horse. Like you would say his first up and second up runs, they were sort of gut busters. They mm. might not have been gut busters in, in they rated through the roof and they went really hard early, but he tries his heart out. And yep. He's always up on speed trying his heart out. So it might actually play in their favour that they've missed the run. I'm guessing you're just back in the camp. Yeah. But, you know, that they, they're not going there with the horse a fraction under done because that's probably just going to be do more damage than good. So that's how I see it. But it, look, it can also be negative too. You know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. They might mm. come out of the run and say, we were a gallop short. But I think the way this horse goes, he would have got plenty out of those first two that if they miss one gallop and just bypass that one futurity run, that he'll be right to go. I assume that's the strength of really good trainers to actually. That's it. Come against obstacles like that and actually get them still peaking on the day and yeah. maybe pour an extra bit of work or yeah. make them work a little bit well, faster. We, or we spoke about it last week. There was a horse that had the wasn't the, pushing, the, sorry. The glue on, the glue <laughs> Star on patrol. Yeah, that's right. I had the glue yeah. on shoes go on and people probably see it as a negative, but I also saw it as a positive that they've identified the problem yeah, and they're dealing with that's it. Whereas an interesting if point. there was a problem there and they weren't dealing with it, no one would know apart from the people behind the scenes. So. Yeah, you just got to back in the camp, you know, they're doing nothing wrong. Yeah. Hayes no, oh, they're going. Um, you know, they're going out on their own and, the, and they're training group one winners, so you just back in the camp yeah. and that's what I've done here anyway. The interesting part I reckon for the punters out there is to work out what happens with this map. So Tuvalu took its back in the ore stakes mm. and it didn't work out for it. Now they take the blinkers off, surely. but it's drawn inside Gentleman mm. Roy. Do they say now, we want to lead Gentleman Roy, mm. which you're going to have to be work really aggressive to do yep. it, but is that their change of tact? Because we sort of find now... Tuvalu's probably not a horse that is better with a sit. So I think the tactics there are going to be really interesting. Before those barriers opened in the Oil Stakes, Tuvalu was $6, Gentleman Roy was 8 Now we saw the result, and now we're seeing a very different market. So um, going to be interesting to see the tactics on Tuvalu. So from the, just going back, the Turak, Gentleman Roy led at a really high speed, yes. and Tuvalu got the camp that mm. time. So are they maybe, like I know they want to try something different from the other day, but are they just hoping... Gentleman Roy, Gen- yeah, and Gentleman Roy might cop pressure for something else, possibly. Or d- yeah, yeah, as you uh, said, the fact that they're bringing blinkers off too, you yeah. usually ride, thinks we're going to be riding conservative, not as much. It's a really yeah. interesting positive. one that 
at the trial needed blinkers. He's had the one run, yeah. and the blinkers are coming. They're thrown straight away. Back, yeah, they? interesting. Who knows? We'll mm. find out. <laughs> we will. <laughs> just uh, just on that, I think Tuvalu will probably take the sit just based on yep. on what we saw in the two rack and and the intent mm. there and the blinkers off. So. Um, fascinating blamey stakes. Race at nine is benchmark 90 on the program. Tough way to finish. Jumbuck coming off a really strong win um, at <coughs> Flemington when we last saw Jumbuck. Um, which way are you leaning, Rhys? You got an opinion uh, here? Not, no, no real opinion. All I want, I'd love to see Sessions Road win because I was on him at about 80s at Betfair last time and a good juicy price to place. So I'd good. just like to see him win. I'm not going to back him. Um, but <laughs> Wouldn't he be I, filthy? Yeah, <laughs> not really. I got enough out of him just in the place. Mental, so mental I'm just, bet, yeah, sure. exactly. I'm happy to leave this this race alone. It's a tough, as they do normally last race, these types of races, they like to make them tough for the quaddy. Yep. Um, the jump bucks flying. Um, there's a few other there that are going well, but yeah, I'll probably leave this race alone. I love Pinstripe as a horse, a real yeah. line chaser. Mm-hmm. Um, ran well first up last campaign. Jules, but uh, who have you got on top in the last? Oh, I think this is one of those races we speak about where market at the death, especially the exchange, is going to be your best friend. First up? Yeah, you've got six mm, or yeah. seven horses that are first up. Now, if they're not there, market will tell you. Betfair will tell yeah. you. Which means it probably just leaves the Jumbuck, who we know does exactly what he does up the straight, draws that middle to wide. It's the perfect thing. But there's some class with these horses first up. And I just think there's no need to bet yet, but just wait, wait, wait. And if you do, for for example, a horse like Life Lesson sort of down near the min, if the money's there to say that the horse is ready to rock and roll, it's one I want to be with because I think it's got the class to get over yep. the line. But I think the, the most important thing for the punters out there is this is one you don't have to bet early. You can wait. This joint will be your best friend right at the death. Yep, so that's Jules's uh, tip in the last. Watch Betfair Live and Betfair Market late the last four or five minutes. You'll get a guide on how they parade, how they've come back, and, and how they're going there. Before we get to a huge day of Randwick, I think we've got nine group races at Randwick, so hot day there. Um, I've gone through all the, the races for you, yeah, which you weren't happy about, Reese. Um, before we do that, we've got a special addition to the show um, who's looking to be a regular, and uh, great to have her with Betfair, Bella Anderson. We'll throw to her for some mounting yard information. Thanks, guys. Absolutely delighted to be joining the layback coverage. And oh my goodness, what a weekend of racing we've got at Flemington. It's going to be an outstanding card. Beautiful horses in the mounting yard, and I can't wait to see them. And get into it with you guys at Betfair Layback. It's a great idea and I think I have a lay and I have a back as well. So hopefully we can hit it off the first week running and my lay comes up in race five. I'm a little bit nervous about this one, but Munamek is my lay for the weekend. I'm happy to risk him at the short price. He's currently 480 on the Betfair exchange and the reason why he's a big horse, he's a horse that has a lot of weight, substance, strength to him and on type I don't know if he's going to relish the mile and the other thing as well, he's typically not the best horse in the mounting yard, it's very normal for him though so don't be worried if you see him being toey, getting warm, he's quite a nervous, anxious horse but even though this is normal, it's not great, particularly for a horse rising in trip and when his type is also suggesting that it might be too far, the fact that he's using all of this nervous energy pre-race as well and not saving it f- to run out the mile, that gives me a bit of a question mark. And at 480, I'm happy to oppose Munamek there, considering he's up against hard-fit horses who are going to relish the trip as well. I'm a Shelby, Kettle Hill, Sparkle, Queen Air. They're all horses that are going to absolutely relish the mile, if not further. So I think Munamek is a bit too short. So 480, he is going to be my lay of the day. And... Race seven, the Australian Guineas, what a race is this going to be? And 
Even though I feel a bit of a cop-out tipping my best bet as a short price favourite, I think Jackano is the horse to beat and the best bet of the weekend. Really confident on his chances. I can't tell you how much I've loved watching Jackano and the progression he's made this campaign between his first and second up runs. Going to be third up, he's going to be cherry ripe for this and I think he should be winning this simply and I think you're going to get a really good price late on the exchange as well with Jackano. First up, Although he won, didn't really like him. He was dull in his coat. He really sweated up. He was quite fresh. He was quite coltish. He was holding on to a lot of weight. And like I said, although he won and outperformed my expectations, he had so much improvement to come. Second up, he looked like an entirely different animal. He was gleaming in his coat. He'd really lost all of that excess weight and turned it into muscle. And the muscle prominence over his entire body, particularly over his hind quarter, was just astounding. So the way he's transformed first and second up, Third up, he's going to be an absolute beast, and I think he's going to be incredibly hard to beat in the Australian Guineas. So Jackano, my best bet of the card, and hopefully a few winners in that lay Munamek. Oh, fingers crossed. Well, Bella keen to be with Jackano and against Munamek there from the yard. Good information. Jules, have you got an opinion on Munamek? Or? Uh, it's been up forever, so yeah. I think that yard thing's really important. I mean, that's something that I probably don't have the intel towards. So for the punters out there, if, if Bella's saying that that's possibly a negative for that horse, then it's probably going to be an advantage for your punting. Good insight, um, and it's great to have Bella on board. Let's get back to school, um, and Jules, you've got a question for me here. Yeah, what is BSP, my friend? Because I know when I do run all my results, it is usually, we find it the truest of all prices. At the death, it's the truest of all prices. It gives you your greatest guide. But explain to me what actually it means. That's, yeah, it's a great question. When I actually started at Betfair, I had the same question. And I said, <laughs> is, it a, is it a silly question? Because everyone thinks Betfair's starting price is the price that the exchange is at at the final point when they, the race turns in play. But it's not actually that simple. Now, it is the incredibly accurate in terms of the horse's percentage chances of winning. Um, you see $3 favourites win 33% of the time. Um, that's how accurate it is. It's to the 10th. Betfair starting price is essentially the exchange price at the jump, but it's weighted towards the back side of the Betfair starting price because you can actually back on Betfair starting price and you can lay on Betfair starting price. So it takes that into account. And then when it's, there's an algorithm in place that when it's uneven on either side, when it's weighted, there's too many people backing it, it actually takes money from the lay side of the exchange as well. So it's taking basically all bets on the market at that point in time and weights it to Betfair starting price. So that's that's probably why it's so accurate as well, guys. Yeah. Um, it's a great, easy tool for to punt for punters. You don't have to worry about getting matched. Um, you can back a horse, you can ask for a price and then take Betfair starting price either way, which is something I do regularly. Um, maybe take two or three points above what, what is currently on their exchange. If it gets matched, it gets matched. If not, select the um, take Betfair starting price, take BSP and you'll get matched either way. Or um, if you don't want to do that, just press the back BSP or lay BSP and you can um, do that on Betfair and the Betfair app as well. Answer your question? I might it's just get that in an email, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write it down for you. I'll read about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but it is good for the punters out there to know because, as Tommy sort of mentioned, it, it is the truest price mm. we can get. So, you know, we talk about, oh, we'll just do it off the SP. It is nowhere near what the BSP accuracy yeah. has. And if you're going to play at the death, you've got to understand that if you think it is the $5, then yeah, it is actually mm. bang on what yeah. it is. It is a 20% chance of winning. So um, it is fascinating to yeah, work is, with yeah. stuff like that. It's beauty, the beauty of the exchange as well, you're betting the markets at 101% yeah, correct. the death, that's right? That's right. Um, so you're actually getting an accurate price. There's no margin for bookmakers built into yeah. mm. 
to that kind of thing. So that is a, a great guide. Um, hope that answers your question, Reese. I'll talk to you more off, off air about <laughs> it. Great, I'll mate. get the great. whiteboard out. And yeah, we'll terrific. do a, do a little session. Let's get a Randwick. Uh, great day. I know we've got um, nine races here, but we can fly through a few. I don't know how much Randwick form you guys have done. I've done a lot more than Flemington. So um, we've got two two-year-old races to kick off, race two and race three, the Tobin for the boys, Resling for the girls. Um, you had a look at these two? Race? I've had a little look, yeah. Um, obviously, I wanted to get your thoughts more than any. I was yep. on Cylinder and made him a back, was it two weeks did, ago? Yes. Yep. Good, yep. strong win. Yep. Uh, J-Mo back into the saddle. But Red Resistance obviously beat um, King's Gambit and then smashed the clock in a recent trial. Is that right? Yep. What are we What are we thinking? I'd like to get your thoughts here. Well, if this was at Rose Hill, I'd say Red Resistance would be immoral. Um, just the map. Yeah, well, yeah just that well, No, not, not often. But just Rose Hill, firm track, shoot start, favours those up on speed small field red resistance and control be very hard to beat back Randwick's opens it up a bit more to the bat markers and probably suits a couple of others um, like cafe millennium a lot more uh, that said i've got red resistance on top i think she just or he just rolls forward he's so professional um cylinder um ran second behind platinum jubilee last start i think red resistance is a better horse than platinum jubilee I just think he might just kick and, and prove too professional here. Cafe, Cafe Millennium is the horse that i really interested in from a slipper perspective. Now, the small field, slow tempo might not suit him here, but I loved his debut win. He, he ran faster time than the Phillies there in the um, or Learning to Fly did in the English Millennium. Um, he's a big, big two-year-old. He'll be charging down the outside. He might not win, but I've got a close eye on Cafe Millennium here in the Tobin. Red resistance on top. Uh, Jules? Yeah, look, I, I think they've ran some big numbers, these horses. So I, I Surprisingly sort of, big for everyone saying it's a moderately moderate bunch of two-year-olds. Yeah, like, they, like it's red resistance numbers mm. being massive, both the debut and the second go, uh, the way I do it, massive. The cylinder number last start was very, very big. I agree with Tommy. I think red resistance probably controls this race with that inside draw compared to, say, a cylinder. Um, interesting, the numbers we've got sort of out six metres on a really dry deck, it sort of plays to... On speed, it I does. know it's a big track, mm. but so you think the way I'm going to play this whole day at Sydney is I want to be right up there, and, and I think Red Resistance fits that. So, but this I think shapes the market for the slipper significantly, and I know the next race probably does as well with with the filly, but I think this one even more so. Mm. You say a good standpoint at Randwick's lane eight seems to be the fast lane with the camber and whatnot. So yep. when the rail does get out, lane eight's usually pretty hot. Right. And, yep. and if it's rails in six, seven, eight, it generally favours up those on speed. So a good standpoint, and you'll be watching the races closely. Red resistance will be pretty hard to beat there in the Todman. The Riesling stakes, have you guys got an opinion here? Not a strong no. one, no. No, I mean, she's no. pretty good, isn't she? Mm. Uh, but the, the one, number two is no mug either. No, it's a, it's a great race. Does a small field throw a spanner in the works for Learning to Fly? So my, my query with Learning to Fly is, and we heard Bella earlier, is the parade. She's been there peaking um, Kundalini and <coughs> the second horse, the name escapes me now, um, had a lot more improvement to come, yep. Blanc de Blanc, had yep. a lot oh, more yep. improvement yep. to come yep. from that English Millennium, whereas Learning to Fly probably didn't. Yep. Um, I've had a query on the two-year-olds throughout this season, and I'm just having a, a spec bet on number six, Mathcura here. Daughter of Boss Fun, won a slipper. Um, trialled up really nicely, double figures, small field, um, professional, up on speed, as you said, with the rail out. Um, could be in the right spot. I've specced Mathcura in 
um, Percy Sykes markets and even a slipper. So she probably needs to win this to get in a slipper, but I just thought she was a bet, $9, $10, betfair.com.au. Um, number six, Mathcura. To further, yeah, sorry, no, you go, you go. to further strengthen your point there, Tommy, it was interesting that Blanc de Blanc was a massive drifter last Saturday. So mm. they're obviously thinking that, that maybe the first one of learning to fly was great, but the second run didn't rate that well. For her to drift that significantly wouldn't have just been a complete map situation. There would have been some other factors into that as well. So um, I've been a biggest be fan something on that. I've yeah. been a biggest fan of learning to fly. I just think now's the time to jump off, yeah. and I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mathcura, worth throw at the stumps at the double figures there, mate. I'll just add, I heard Annabelle mention learning to fly. I think it was before she won the second one that she was a light, lightly mm, framed filly yep. anyway. So it was interesting. Could she have gone, could she have missed this run and just gone into the slipper with a trial? Maybe, yeah. No, but it was just she, interesting that Annabelle's chosen go again. to run her. Like, mm. again, I'd be backing in the camp here. Like, she could have easily just trolled her and then gone into the big dance, you know? Does the English money in prize money count? It would if you win. Or back uh, in the day when I was handicapping, if right. you won it, if you won the race, the money would count. Yeah. Okay. But if you ran second, third, fourth, right. fifth, yeah, right. it didn't so she, count. She would have they been may have changed that. the slipper. Yeah, she should have so. been. Yeah. So yeah, it's just interesting. Be I, I heard Annabelle say that she was a lightly framed filly that didn't need a lot of work. So it was interesting that she's going to the races again when she could have just kept her at home and, and given her a you know, pretty easy trial to keep her up to the up to the mark. So, yeah, look, I'm not getting involved, but I'd probably back in Annabelle that she's got it, you know, in good order. Yeah, fascinating to her race. I can't wait for them. Race four is the Ramwick City Stakes listed race, 2,000 metres. I have no idea here. You've got Sacramento rolls forward with that um, dry track. Could be hard to catch. Sulcum's a fascinating horse. You're against him. Yeah, yes. look, I, yes, he had things against him first up, short of his best, pulled up lame. They say they're lame even when they're not lame sometimes <laughs> these days. <coughs> um, seen his what trial. are you saying? Have you done that? No. <laughs> Next question. You're the trainer. Next question. Anyway, he, I seen his trial again the other day. It's just, I just don't, I'm not sure what all this hype and vibe about is. I know he was good in Melbourne, but I'm not sure how he's come back. Um, the trial the other day was very fair. Even horses that get over ground generally trial well. They're just Got ability and they generally try Especially well. fresh. Exactly. Maybe, yeah. So I just, yeah, I, I don't, haven't had a great look into the race. So I might end up with egg in my face here. But from what I've seen of him this time, couldn't touch him. Couldn't touch him at that price. There's something about these internationals that obviously they're caught on now the market yeah. and you'd know this. Mm. Um, it's always a bit of hype there. There's a bit of hype. One superbly, but didn't do much first up. And as you said, so it's a really hard horse to gauge. Any yeah. opinion? Oh, the, the number in Melbourne was enormous. Like yeah. They declared this horse the Melbourne Cup winner and he'd win a Cox Plate off that. Like well, that's how he went up favourite, didn't he? Or yeah, he, yeah, just, yeah, he went up it was just for the Melbourne Cup. But the first favorite. up run, like I look at these horses that are set for a race like the Melbourne Cup, that the autumn, I think Lloyd Williams taught us so much that just having the one run and just getting in the environment in the of the system, stable yeah. again and then tip him back out. Yep. So I was surprised to see him run again. Yep. Uh, I think Grace is probably right. He, he might be half... You know, rat power at the moment. It's, well, it's they might find tell. after the weekend that uh, they do put him away. And, yeah, and correct. I mean, we saw that with Banjo was well supported against him. They, the market really flipped with him first mm. up. They really wanted to be with Banjo. I mean, Sacramento now coming out of that fast run race that I think was won that by King Frankel. Yep. Um, it now rolls forward. You would think third up be hard to beat. Solcom's going to have to chase him down. So, and well, that's what I was going to say. You've said. Uh, whether rail is on speed, hopefully. Yeah. Yep. So where's he get from? Yeah. Well, he's run? not. He's he's just not going gonna to be ridden warm. Man- he's medicine, not, aren't correct. They're yeah. not going to ride him warm. Yeah. And whereas Sacramento will be right there. Mm. So um, if you were thinking how the market's going to play, you would think Sacramento starts clear cut favourite. That's yeah. how I, I look at it. You. This is a great point about education, right? You've got two small fields, two year old races, which are hard to gauge track bias mm. and stuff like that as well, which makes it tough in a midway to start off. 
Um, but you might see a pap pattern develop. You might have red resistance lead through out. Mathura might lead and kick, and then suddenly they do come for Sacramento, mm. and you mm. might Sulcum might get out to a stupid Correct. price. Yeah, and that's yeah. right. So you just got to. And then they might overdo it. They might they overdo think it. That the first three have been up on speed, so let's all be on speed and they overdo it. Yeah, yep. it's that's part of the, the battle with um, yeah. being flexible on race day. Fireball Stakes race five, 1100 meters. Um, I think Mizzou won a fireball back in the day. Um, there's been some Santa Ana Lane maybe as well. Mm -hmm. There's been some good horses with this. I don't think there's any stars here, but economics looks set to go around favourite. Speaking of drifts, this horse drifted significantly um, a couple of weeks ago when scratched the barriers. I'm against him here. Um, drawn wide again. I just think he's too short considering what we saw at the barriers. He's had that setback. He drifted late. I could back him if he gets out to a silly price. Um, but at the $384 mark, I think is is um, too short. Jules? I think that's really good intel for the punters because that's not going to come up on a form guide or in your mm. best bets or anything mm -hmm. that a horse drifted. We all talk about, you know, what was their BSP or whatever last start and factor that into our new pricing. You've given some great information to the punters there that they wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. So the fact that he was on the drift, I think, is important. There's some factor there that the market's taking into account because his big numbers in Melbourne were good and he mm. ran really well in a Coolmore. Um, I wanted to be with him first up. Yeah, and suddenly yeah, the market was yeah. off him and I was hoping he got scratched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you were, you were right, he did. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see what happens on the racetrack, but also what the market does with him as well. But I'm, I'm going to be staying out. I'm leaning to Dashing Legend each way. High rating Canterbury win last start. Um, dropped sharply in weight. Has that fitness edge over the likes of the economics of favourite who missed that run now. Um, but not a keen race to play in. The Group 2 Challenge, um, hot race, great race. Hot Eduardo's race. back. We've got um, Giga Kick, the Everest winner, um, Passive Aggressive, Remark. Uh, Jules, you can start here. Yeah, this is a great race. Um, I look at it and I go, Giga Kick's, I think, probably going to be the best horse in the race, no far. And that's Eduardo done some great things. He's won this race the last mm. two years. Did win it, I think, second up last year after running third in the Lightning. So a bit of a different prep, very similar to what he did <coughs> two years ago when he won it off 126. Um, he'll be in front, so that's a good start. Giga Kick's going to be back. Eduardo lead passive-aggressive outside? I would think something like that, very similar. It's really, um, it's really interesting because passive-aggressive, I don't think can settle. I wanted to make a case for her. I don't think she can settle outside the Bulldog here and, and eyeball him and, and win. And beat him, yeah. Which is going to make it really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So the way I see it is Giga Kick, I think, is going to be in an awkward spot from four. Mm. Craig's going to have to be really good. And a 1,000 metres, Eduardo going fast, coming out of your comfort zone a little bit too early, taking a pretty short price about this three-year-old, who we know is exceptional. Mm. I've got him pegged as a really good horse. This is not saying he's a bad horse. He's a great horse, but it might not be the best horse on the day for these conditions. I don't think this horse I'm going to tip is going to be the best horse in, in the race, but it just sets up really, really well for a mark. I thought first up, um, it was a fast run race. It still came home best last 400, 200, just about of the day. Just might be in the right spot, just off the back of Eduardo. Eduardo maybe has a chink in that last 100 metres and Remark can catch it, uh, get him. So I'm having something Remark. Um, I'm going to be, I'm happy to lay Giga Kick. I'm ha just because from a map perspective, I reckon a thousand metres and just where he maps could be a bit tricky. I'm copying and pasting that exact narrative. I agree wholeheartedly. Remark just sits potentially 1 1, gets the leaders back, can peel off him. He's got the race fitness. As he said, great sectionals late last start. I 
I've got him on top. I agree. I don't think he'll be the best horse in the race, but this is the race for him. Mm. Um, if he doesn't yep. beat him here, he won't beat him ever no. again. No. So um, I agree with you there. I think Giga Kicks jumped out well, ran second in a trial behind Colin Gutter, and then went to, uh, I forgot the name of the track, but um, Bowen Narring ran. One done over the top. Of your best work there. Have you? Mm. I won't Bell ask. Cut winner. On oh, track well or okay. Uh, just, <laughs> I was, was going to say I won't I'll, ask. I'll leave that to imaginations. <laughs> well, we. Uh, Couple yeah, of bucks. Work, worked home okay down the outside mm. under a bit of pressure gig kick, which was an interesting jump out. Um, finished off well, but you're with passive aggressive. I'm a massive fan of passive aggressive. I think she is untapped and has mm -hmm. some serious ability. If you watch her jump out, she's trialing sharper than I am me Lombardo. Just some sharp horses. I think she's a serious filly. And I think you watch the last run and you go, yep, she was disappointing. But she's going to be a headgear horse in time for sure. She okay. gets to the front and what dead What makes set. you say that? She just gets lost? She just pricks it? her ears. You just see it yeah. straight away. You watch the last jump out at um, You watch the run there where she was disappointing last run at a short price. She gets to the front well before the corner and her ears are pricked the whole way up the straight. I think the ones that got her out wide, she probably didn't see them. She was going half speed, I'm that's sure. That's great insight. Half speed, I'm sure of it. And then you watch her in the jump. So that's that's just my concern for Saturday, whether if she's outside Eduardo and he's maybe not his best, she puts him away. She's going to just be left way too far in front and something might get her late. But I think each way, happy to be with her and I'm just going to follow her the whole way through the prep because I think they've taken her up there for the softer tracks and I think she can do some damage up there for sure. Just quickly on that because you talk about the headgear. So when you, you're keen on her for Saturday but when you eventually see they decide to go Winkers or Blinkers, yeah. Blinkers, BFT, well, are you going to be going, I can, I've been waiting for this day. This is probably the one where we Probably. It, what I think they're a bit um, hesitant about is just if she overdoes it yep. because she's fast. Mm. Like she's trolling well in 900 meter jump outs at Cranbourne against mm -hmm. some group one sprinters or yep. nearly group one sprinters they've been running in group one so I think they just want to they're not going to throw everything at her straight away so yep. they're going to see how she reigns, races Saturday and hopefully settles outside Eduardo and then see what she does under pressure And but yeah I, I am looking forward to, I'm half hoping they might just go winkers first and then there might be a progression yep. of blinkers okay. um, but God, I, yeah, I have been waiting a long time to see her come back, and I can't wait to see what she does Saturday. Yeah. Thousand metres might suit her as well. It's yeah, first, you first think it's probably yeah, you think it's probably too sharp for her. But if mm. you watch what she's been doing in Melbourne at, at the jump outs, I don't think it's too sharp at all. And in right. a race, it doesn't look like it's and first up. Yeah, yeah, like it doesn't look like it's a full of speed. You know, like I think she probably can come across on the gate and yep. set outside Eduardo. I'm not sure. You mentioned eyeballing. I don't know if she has to eyeball him or anything like that. Half I mean, card or yeah, like yeah. you know, they'll just sit off a half length. Who knows? Eduardo might even get left alone because everyone thinks he's finished or <laughs> close enough to finish. He yeah. might kick and win his third yeah. one in a row, you know? Yeah. So Great it's race. Be I think we're all race. on the same page with laying giga kick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. 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 Come out and yeah. be 10. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's the play there. Group one, Canterbury Stakes. Um, really, really interesting group one. We've got the New Zealander here. Um, we talked about the New Zealander in Melbourne. Um, really interesting race. Which way? I'll start with you here, Jules. I'm with her. With her? Yeah, I think she's really good. Um, numbers stack up. Surprises me a little bit. And the other thing with her is she's deep into a prep now. So she's got the fitness edge. She's also got, and I know we see a lot probably in New Zealand that she sits off them a little bit. James actually can have her a lot closer than she usually does sit. She's got the ability, the versatility from the gate to actually, because there's not much speed in this race if you really look at it. There's a lot of these that, I know, you know, there's a few that might want to go hard, but there's a few that actually will get back, especially key chances, mm. that will need 
well, that's just their, their pattern to get back. They talk of Cascadian and Artorias probably in particular. Um, they're going to find backsides. That's just what they do. Uh, they're very good at when they get out, but she just might get the march on them. Um, she's a very impressive horse. The, the numbers are there. They, they show. You just look at her record. I think she's 12 from 17, something like that. But um, I just I'm, think from she a... She lost the time I backed her, though. There you go. And you, and, you don't, and you don't seem to be holding it around with <laughs> you at all anymore. You've still got that grudge. Um, yeah, I just said from a map advantage, and I thought fitness-wise, I was happy to take the shorts, uh, the mare. I was surprised she came up even money. She's short, though. Isn't, like, I, she's been well found. Yeah, she has been well found. There yeah. was a, I've got not much of an opinion here because I don't have anything on her um, or a strong opinion on the race. But there was a, I think there was a stat. James McDonald, don't think he's won a Group One for a New Zealand trainer since Dundee. I think. Right, right. It's been quite, like I think he might have had a little bit of success in Queensland for them, but there's been a couple that he's got on in Sydney and haven't quite performed up to the best. So it's no knock on James. He's yeah, probably given him every like chance, but it's Cotton just that... James, yeah, no, very much so. I'm yeah. a huge James fan, so no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I'd love to be a dollar behind him. He's you. not riding yeah. any of yours anytime soon. Um, I, I just thought she was too short, to be honest. I, yeah. I can see she's got to be a huge chance. I went looking for... Because I, I saw her open too short, I went looking around her, but there isn't much either in the, the mm. same token. There's not much that you can stamp that's... You can see be, why she's actually come up that price, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, all that said, I'm with Arturis each way. Um, the best thing about his jump out was how well he jumped. Yeah. He settled outside, laid a typically typical line chaser, though he, in that trial he, he worked home and finished off quite well. Um, I have a sneaky suspicion that the trip away might have just matured him. him and he's come here and he's jumped out well, one trial, um, looks ready to go. I think 1300's perfect trip for mm. him. Um, and he might not be back as far back as you think he Okay. So, yep. um, now that his manners are now, if, out a if bit. they are, mm. if that trial, if we can trust that trial, um, yeah, I'm with him each way. I just, I'd rather take two fifty him than Imperatrix two. You got to one him. heck of a jockey on. I mean, well, and he could, he just might be able to stand one over of the this horse a little bit. Is yep. this horse one of the reasons why he come? Like the the China Horse Club people Maybe. might have got him over here. Is there yeah. what else? Has he got something else? It's yeah, he's suspended it's, from right. Okay, Hong Kong. okay, fair enough. Sorry, I did hear that. That's right. Mark Van Gestel. Yeah, <laughs> That's going. right. Yeah, there was a bit of a fine there too, yeah. wasn't there? There's all sorts another going, one. All sorts going on over there. Mm. I think he's, he's got a bit of coin. To back so. up your comments about the trip away, that's hundred percent happens with yep. horses. Even just an interstate trip for horses yep. to Adelaide and back can really bring a horse on. So a trip overseas for a horse that's got stacks of ability and probably hadn't had his head in the game, missing the start, getting well out of it, and then probably attacking the line but never really knew how to put one away. And then they've given him a good, solid trial. Um, so, yeah, look, I'd, I'd certainly be looking forward to seeing what he does and hopefully isn't as far back as he usually gets. You're talking me into it even yep. more. Love yep. that. No, uh, I'm with you. Let's get into the group, another group one, the Remick Guineas. We'll fly through these. Fascinating race with mm-hmm. Afcabin going down at $1.60. Set this grand final up for many of these up to be a, a really interesting betting race. I have no idea what to do with Afcabin here. For that point alone, I struggle to bet into this race. Um, Jules? Market loves him. 2.20 first up, goes through the roof. So then he starts at $1.60 because the number's there first up and it doesn't work out because they go forward. And to be honest, I thought he was beyond ordinary the last 200 metres. Um, he was playing. He yeah. was, and and he's short enough again. I'm. I'm he's ag- always going to be short with that SP profile Correct. on the numbers. Correct, so. exactly. Mm. So I'm going to be against him again. But again, probably from a map perspective, I don't know where he gets to here. It was so you had him mapped to go back 
last yeah, time. Yeah, and they decided to roll the dice Do you and think go forward. This time they just. I think they have, have to, to go. Ma- they look back pretty again, silly. If but they then roll I, forward. I looked again and I go, if you go forward, you might find. Yeah. Okay. Uh, OSL. Yeah. Outside lead, but if you don't, you're pegged, mm. and I don't think you've got that much on mm. the Zoo Tigers or the Osipenko. Yeah. And Zoo Tiger and Osipenko, I think, on Saturday map ahead of him, 100%, and map better. Yeah. A- and as I say, at the price right now for Af Cabin, I'm happy to be against him as a bookmaker. That's that's what I'm happy to do. Let the he's a talking horse. He'll be popular. There is no doubting that, and I get it. But I'm happy to uh, be against him on Saturday. Yeah. Your man on SEN, um, Dean Watling, makes the point about Godolphin first up, second up, third up. Um, interestingly, he might just be here to peak, and the stable do that. He might have had that flat run second up off a really peak, high rating run fresh. But I agree, the map, real, really tricky for me. You got an opinion on the rest? Well, not, no, I actually don't. But do we know if attrition is definitely staying in Melbourne? We don't know yet. as Because um, I thought maybe if they Thursday. were... Well I, th- yeah, well, I thought maybe if they knew they were definitely staying in Melbourne, he would have been out by now. But yeah. he's still in. Does he throw... Does he line up at all I th- if he goes? I, I would have thought the AF Cabins, the Zoo Tigers and Elsa Pankos have got Sydney's got Melbourne covered? I think so. Yep. I think it's a harder guineas yep. up there. And I know we've got Jack and O down here. So if we had them not clash on the same day, it'd be a great race, wouldn't it? It probably would be. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be harder to punt in, though, so, you know... Do your thing yourself, Leave it alone for you. And keep it alone. There's also there's also the point that there was a bit of a bunch finish there that Afcabin mm. match a latte mm. race and something left field could come and actually just be competitive. Lindemann's yep. one of those. Could roll forward, laid, be hard to catch. Yeah, I thought it definitely really would roll week. forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's especially if it's tracks playing up on speed. I agree. I would like. I, I thought, and I made the point with Afcabin first up. I was kind of against him at the price because he just mapped awfully. He, yep. It might not have been the grand final. That's why I think you and I were talking about him going back from that barrier because it, this was the grand final. Mm. And they rolled the dice. Has that taken it out of him? Who knows? Um, tough race for me. Jules laying after cabin there, the Ramwick Guineas. Let's fly through the last couple. The Aspiration Group 3, my race. I'm all about roots here. I think she just wins, maps yeah. perfectly. Unlucky first up. Worked home really nicely when got in the clear. Just inside barrier now. That's stable. She's a nice horse. I think she'll be winning. You agree with Yeah, 100% for all those reasons. J-Mac back on. No offence. Abdullah did a great job while J-Mac was in Melbourne. He went on cylinder. But yeah, J-Mac on. Gets the right draw. Uh, her run couldn't have been any better first up. So um, yeah, with her. Yep, we're both. Yeah, I agree with her. She might explode and end up being a sneaky in a really hot race yep. through because her first up run was mammoth. Yep. So I think she's, she's got, got the ability. ability. Yeah, absolutely. I just remember, go back to that Mini Valley run when she got back on the fence when it was just a no-go zone on the fence and she yeah, was, was she great. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then I'd came out the next start of Flemington and was off the map. Yeah, the yeah. I backed her yeah. 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 both stars. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a big opinion of her for a yeah. while. Um, we finish off race 10, the Winona Girl. I'm with Brossa Rosa here. Uh, I just think that um, it's tough mare's race to finish, which is typical, but I just think she's off two wins, fantastic run of the Gold Coast. She brings different, different form and six weeks that little freshen up. I think she's here to win each way. Um, tough race, promise success, class mare, but drawn one. Might need luck. Sky Commander, don't have a huge opinion of. And then you got Picara Cara and Jump the Broom, who are not well off at the weights either, at the, the weight scale of this. Jules? No opinion whatsoever, mate, no. so I'll, I'll follow you in. All right, let's uh, move on. It's time for Jackson and Take On Me. Take Me On this week. We're going to Flemington. It's Australian Guineas Day. The first two weeks of, of the Take Me On, I've been wanting to lay. This week, I'm going to try and back. 
Uh, we're going to race two. It's the time-honored Lexus Melbourne Cup Tour Tender Handicap over the 2,500 metres. And the horse I want to back is number five, Timor, Chris Waller, Jamie Carr. He's had three runs in Australia, the first of which over the mile at Flemington was very good off 210 days. He was $13 into 9.50, ran the third fastest last 200 metres of the race, despite being in restricted room for most of that. He then went to Sandown on the hillside, was 21s out to 26s and did nothing, uh, willing to put the pen through that. That run because of how good he was last start back here at Flemington over the 2,000 metres. He was dragged back from the wide draw off a slow speed and did plenty of running on late. His last, his last 600 was uh, 8.2 lengths better than the punning form all average benchmark. The fastest 400 to 200 metre split of the race and the second fastest last 200. This gives me big a tissue in the matriarch vibes back, off the back, back from a wide draw off a slow speed and then bang, bang there in the race up sharply in distance from the low draw. Uh, this looks at Chris Waller, just fourth up, ready to win. I thought anything above 350 was a good bet. 380 is the best price out there at the moment with the corpse. Uh, I'm going to put up a thousand at 420 to back. So if anybody wants to lay, obviously get involved there. Um, 420 after commissions, uh, a little under four dollars. So uh, ha happy to back there. So yeah, want, want to back Flemington race two number five Timor, a thousand dollars at four dollars twenty. Been loving Jackson's work. Uh, Got the chocolates last week yeah. as well, so yeah. he's doing some good things. Thanks for that, Jacko. Time for best bets and best lays. Reese, we'll start with you, mate. Oh, yeah, best bet, gentleman Roy uh, at headquarters. I just think he's uh, the class horse of the race, should find the top, and he'll be very hard to run down. Best lay? Do you want to go? Best uh, lay as well? Yeah, what have I got? God, this is embarrassing. Sulcum. Sulcum. Yeah, can't have him at all. I just. Don't think he's come up at all. Uh, excuses first up, but the trial in between, I just couldn't have that either. So yeah, happy to take him on. Jules, time's uh, on. Impossible, possible day, but I'm backing in race four, Flemington Arctic Ferry down the bottom, drawn wide, D-lane goes on. I think it's worth Matthew, having something. Matthew yeah, yeah, worth having something each way on Arctic Ferry at a big price. And Lay, I reckon it's going to be popular. Ma Eustace, Jamie Carr goes on and it's got the SP, Kettle Hill. I'm going to be top price. Has it not Hill. done anything since the first up run? No, you just can't get it out of its own a, way, to be honest. Was it a slashing first up run? It was an enormous first up two run. Two or three at Sydney and done nothing? Key factor is it does drop heavily in weight, so maybe it's an acceleration horse that needs to do that. So, again, that's why I think it might be popular, but I'm happy to be top price Kettle Hill. Fair enough. There you go. My best uh, routes, Ramwick Race 9, number two. I think Mathcura's worth a bet at $11 on Betfair, and I'm laying Scythera win and place yep. in Melbourne there. I think she's had her chance. Been a pleasure, boys. That was fun. Yeah, it was, it was good to have you back, Tom. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, Do we get to keep you or are you gone again? Well, no, nah, I'm sticking around. Okay. I hope you're happy with that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Good fun. <laughs> Sucked in footy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'll be back next week. Thanks for joining me. Join us on Laidback with Betfair. Gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858.